Welcome everybody to a special edition of the Kilbasa King Sports Extravaganza. This is the Bucky's Fifth Quarters Early Signing Period Podcast. And like I said, this is Jay Kokorowski. We're going to have Ben Wargel on from 24-7 Sports help us break down what this class means where Wisconsin essentially is completely finished with its class of 2018 but could there be a couple more players involved Ben will let you know along like I said breaking down this class uh, and who uh, could contribute early among other things also come about midway through we're going to play our conversation with Travian Blaylock 2018 cornerback talk about why he signed with Wisconsin, where he sees his fit in Jim Leonard's defense, and just this bond that the class of 2018 has. So, stay tuned. Yak Shamash, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the uh, Bucky Sith Quarters Kilbasa King Sports Extravaganza. This is a little different one, a special edition, reason being it was the uh, beginning of uh, kind of the early signing period for National Signing Day this past week. Uh, we are one day removed. Oh, yeah, it's the uh, 23rd, 22nd, and it's the 23rd. And uh, I am Jay Kokorowski, and we got from uh, 24-7 Sports, we got Benjamin Wargle and a good friend, and Ben, uh, it is, you know, we're, we didn't talk about it earlier this week. Uh, Scotty and I had a podcast, which I can't find the audio for, so we'll talk about that, and we'll try to find that uh, before tonight. But uh, talking about the earliest signing period now, uh, it's a, you know, one, great having you on and, and talking with you once again, my friend. Two, this class uh, coming in, and Wisconsin signed 19 scholarship players, seven walk-ons. Uh, and, and you're going to have five early enrollees. This class, you know, it. it, it I, I like the depth of it. I like what they could bring down the road. And there seems to be a few players, too, that could, you know, potentially um, find their way on the field if things work out the right way. Yeah, as I wrote on, I wrote on Twitter that this is a class that's not going to wow you per se now, but this is a class that a couple years from now will kick your butt or kick your team's butt in a couple years. It, it's a class that has uh, addresses a lot of needs for Wisconsin in in the short term. They bring in four defensive backs. They're bringing in a couple outside linebackers. Uh, they're bringing in a lot of speed at the wide receiver spot. Uh, and they really addressed every position on the field with the exception of special teams. Ten defense, seven offense, and two athletes. And, you know, they go to ten different states in this class, so they really were able to widen their net uh, to a degree. And I, I think that's – I think it's a good, solid class. And just 19 kids, you know, it's maybe, I think, ranked 36 in the, in the composite rankings. Those are always a little fluid because some schools will have a higher – uh, ranking because they signed more kids. That certainly has been the case with Wisconsin years past. But, you know, I really don't see too many complaints uh, with this class because this class re in reality was done by July. Uh, this staff did a tremendous job identifying targets early, getting them committed early, and, and certainly took advantage of this signing period by signing all 19 of them. Exactly. And it's, it's, uh, your impressions of the coaching staff and just in maybe it's just you know especially for the fans just what do you see out of their mentality in terms of uh, how they're looking at prospects and also getting them to commit 
and, and stay committed? Like, what have you seen uh, just based, you know, you know, out of Paul Chris, and now this is, you know, this his going to be his coming out next year, his fourth year as Wisconsin head coach. Well, I think it, every good coach is is based on how he hires his assistants. And Paul has done a great job in hiring assistants that buy into his philosophy and buy into the University of Wisconsin. And you look at who his offensive coordinator is, who his defensive coordinator is, who his inside linebacker coach is, who his tight end coach is. I mean, these are all players who either played for Wisconsin or have coached at Wisconsin before coming here. The running back coach as well, John Settle. Uh, I mean, Everywhere you look, there is some tie-in for the University of Wisconsin, and that helps sells the program. Uh, and you certainly have liked the job that Mickey Turner has done, recruiting tight ends, recruiting the state of Michigan, recruiting the East Coast for this university. Uh, Bob Bostead uh, was, was a big part in bringing Jalen Franklin from Michigan to this university as well. Uh, I, I like what Tim Tibisar, now at Oregon State, the defensive coordinator, has done in recruiting outside linebackers, recruiting you know the Indiana region, recruiting up in Minnesota a little bit. Uh, Ted Gilmore has done a fantastic job of recruiting wide receivers that he feels has the have the raw intangibles and characteristics to become really good wide receivers at the college level because he's going to bring those kids in and he's going to be the one that's going to develop them. That was the case with A.J. Taylor, the case with Quintez Cephas, the case with Danny Davis. And so now you bring in you know, A.J. Abbott, Taj Mustafa from West Bloomfield, Michigan. You bring in uh, Aaron Cruikshank uh, from, from New York. Uh, you're going to bring in... Uh, Isaac Arendo, a real good speedster from Avon, Indiana. Uh, you're bringing in athletes that can come in and make an impact. And also, too, Gilmore went to the went to California to find Alex Smith, a cornerback. He went down to uh, Texas in the Kia Watson, the tailback in this class. So Ted Gilmore has done a real fantastic job in recruiting, uh, you know, coast to coast for this university. Can you talk about coast to coast? Uh, before we talk about some of those other players, especially like the, the as they refer to themselves as the M5, uh, with the five Michigan-based players that signed their national letters of intent on Wednesday, uh, let's just talk about the Wisconsin class, uh, the the best in-state players that signed with Wisconsin. There are four of them, uh, and and what do you see out of the potential that you see uh, out of them? Well, first off, this wasn't a great year, in my opinion, for, for in-state talent that Wisconsin's had in past years. Certainly, you look at where the Badgers were a year ago, they signed four uh, in-state linemen. Uh, Kane Lyles was a four-star prospect, and Alex Fenton, Logan Beach, uh, sorry, Logan Bruss, and Tyler Beach all had a number of big-time offers, all had a Michigan offer. Uh, Tyler Beach was recruited by Notre Dame, uh, and you really didn't see that this past year. There were no really can't-miss prospects in the state, but that having been said, Wisconsin did land four kids who uh, have the potential to be really solid, good workmen, uh, uh, blue-collar players for this program. You look at Boy Dietzen up at Kimberly, you know, that's... he. He went 56-0 and zero in his four-year career with the Papermakers. He was the state's top senior defensive lineman this past year. Reminds me a little bit of Connor Sheehy at that age. Just a tough, hard-nosed, high-motor guy. Probably is never going to wow you with unbelievable stats, but someone who can really fit a niche in Wisconsin's 3-4 scheme. Uh, you look at C.J. Getz. I remember watching Getz uh, from Waukesha Catholic Memorial uh, at the end of his junior year at the, in the state championship game, and I 
watched him just dominate in that game, and I can't remember who I said it to. I, I but I said I think it was to J.P. Kadoran of Spectrum Sports. I said this kid will be playing at Wisconsin. Uh, he just has that high motor, that physicality that he plays with. He always looks like he is running to the ball as fast as he can all the time. Uh, you know, two-time first-team All-State selection. The linebacker of the year in the state. I mean, he had 386 tackles, 68 tackles for loss, and like 16 sacks in his varsity career. He had 150 tackles this past year alone. So this is this is a stat stuffer uh, for Wisconsin. Uh, Mason Platter comes from Menominee High School, the same school that sent Nate Stanley to Iowa, that sent Mason Stocky and Alex Fenton to Wisconsin. Long, lanky athlete who can bend around the edge and rush the passer. Uh, you know, he actually is pretty physical, despite not being the biggest kid weight-wise. So he has a lot of really good upside. Uh, a year in a college weight program, redshirting, will really do him a lot of benefits, a lot of good as he moves forward in his career. And probably the most unique kid in the state is from Eau Claire Memorial. Uh, Platter, uh, Platter, uh, I'm blanking on the names. Adetson, Getz, and Platter, excuse me, all committed on February 20th. Uh, they all took a visit, uh, like a mini junior day visit the day before, and all were offered, uh, and then they all slept on it, and then all three committed the next day. Uh, Cormac Sampson was a little bit later in the process. Uh, after, if people remember the, that whole fiasco with Ben Bryant, uh, who was committed early on, the quarterback from Illinois, then had his offer pulled and ended up committing uh, to Cincinnati, I believe. Well, Cormac Sampson was offered that very same weekend. And in-state kid, first-team All-State this past year at tight end, honorable mention All-State at defensive end. Uh, he kind of does a little bit of everything. You know, he plays tight end. He could maybe play offensive tackle, kind of like the David Edwards career arc. He could be a defensive end. He could be an outside linebacker, depending on how he develops. Uh, Wisconsin's going to start him at tight end and kind of go from there, but... It appears with with Sampson, the Badgers have recruited a, a talented athlete with his best years ahead of him. I mean, he's a multi-sport athlete too. And you know, you look at the history of Wisconsin in-state players who play multiple athletes. Uh, the list of successes is much much longer than the list of failures. Absolutely, and we're here with Ben Morgle, twenty-four-seven Sports. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter, of course, at the Badger Nation. And this is. Uh, Jay Kokorowski here on Bucky's Fifth Quarter's Early Signing Period podcast. And, you know, going, you know, staying in the Midwest, we talked about it just a second ago. The M5, the, the, the five Michigan based players, you, you've already talked about Taj Mustafa, AJ Abbott, uh, you know, from West Bloomfield. Obviously, Jalen Franklin, who's looking to be, start off at tight end, uh, Reggie Pearson, Michael Fertney. Uh, and if you guys are on Bucky's Fifth Quarter, you saw a couple of uh, features on Reggie Pearson, on Michael Fertney in the past week. But, you know, Ben, what do you see, you know, in the potential? Like, I mean, one, I think maybe looking broader, like what does it mean for the state of Michigan in recruiting? Because obviously you see now with 2019, there's already a verbal commit from one of the best offensive linemen in the class in, in Logan Brown. Uh, but also, uh, where do you see, uh, you know, maybe where do you see a guy like, like Fertney? Because, you know, he was an offensive tackle. From what it sounds like, Reggie Pearson even told me that in, in one of the films that he was studying on, he almost, they almost faced each other, Pearson and Fertney did in their opposing schools, that he was at lined up at fullback uh, at two. Uh, what do you see where, where the, you know, obviously Fertney's going to be, looks like a guard as they're going to start him off at, but uh, what do you see out of his potential? 
Yeah, talking to uh, Fertney, Pearson, um, Mustafa, Abbott, and Franklin all took their official visits the same weekend, uh, the, the weekend after the Big Ten title game. And that weekend actually had 15, uh, 16 of Wisconsin's 19 verbal commits there that weekend. So it was a really good bonding experience. And you're right, those those five are kind of like Chris Michigan men. Uh, the, the work that those the staff has done to recruit the state of Michigan so aggressively this past year really paid off and to the point where Wisconsin signed more kids out of Michigan than they had in, you know, eons. I mean, they've only signed seven since 2001, I think just two uh, since 2010. Uh, Michigan produced the most commits to Wisconsin other than the state of Wisconsin for the first time uh, since 2000. So it's been quite some time that, that the state of Wisconsin hasn't been the predominantly uh, predominant school scholarship wise in this recruiting class but you know i think it helped a lot that reggie pearson was the first commit for this this class and that happened uh, after his first game of his junior year uh two august ago so august of 2016 that kind of you know opened some eyes i think of some of these other kids to the point where they see wow here's a one of the best dbs in in the southeast part of michigan going to Wisconsin over interest from a number of, of big-time schools, maybe I should look at Wisconsin a little bit closer. And then, you know, Michael Fertney uh, committed to Wisconsin, and Fertney is one of the best offensive linemen in the state, and he picked uh, Wisconsin over Michigan State. And then you had Jalen Franklin commit, and then you had uh, Taj Mustafa commit, and you had A.J. Abbott commit, a, a very good pairing that those two had this past year, you know, at West Bloomfield. Abbott had... You know, 24 touchdowns and close to 3,000 yards over his career. You know, Mustafa this past year alone had, I think, 985-some yards and eight touchdowns and, you know, had had a trip, 25 touchdowns in his three-year varsity career. So uh, th- this isn't like, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel in Michigan. These are all legit athletes that Wisconsin was able to pull, and everyone but Pearson had a Michigan State offer. And Pearson probably would have got one had he gone through the process longer. So uh, this really... Uh, this isn't going to, in my opinion, be something that's going to happen every year, that Wisconsin is going to go in and, and stake their claim to the best that the state of Michigan has to offer. But you know, certainly they've already done that in 2019 with Logan Brown, who had you know almost two dozen offers from Michigan State, Michigan, Alabama. I mean, the list goes on from there uh, to pull that kind of player in. And it wasn't like a whim for Logan Brown either. He made six unofficial visits on his own dime, uh, to the state of Wisconsin, five to Madison and one up to the Lambeau Field game uh, that began uh, the 2016 season. So the work that this this Wisconsin staff has done to make Michigan relevant again in, in Wisconsin recruiting is, is quite phenomenal. Yakshamash, everybody. Welcome back to... Bucky's fifth quarter and uh, the we call it the Kilbasa King Sports Extravaganza is Bucky's fifth quarter's podcast. We're going to take a break from Ben Wargle's great analysis because uh, on the line right now we have uh, and it's great to have him on and, and he didn't get a chance to talk with him during uh, during his senior season or uh, back during the summer when he first committed to the Wisconsin Badgers. But we have 2018 cor- cornerback Travian Blaylock with us who just signed his national letter intent with the Wisconsin Badgers. And Travion, thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. I'm happy to be here. And 
you know, first off, like you got, did you you signed technically on Tuesday night? I saw the event that you had on social media seemed pretty, pretty amazing on your end. Uh, what what was your National Signing Day early signing period experience? Oh, it was a great experience. Um, you know, a lot of friends and family came out. Um, everybody supports my decision. Um, and you know, I did have my signing party on Tuesday, but you know, the rules say you had to sign Wednesday morning, so I was just kind of faking it at the party. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I ended up signing that morning. Um, you know, it's just a great experience uh, to have um, family and friends uh, that support you in your decision and uh, 100% for you. And uh, you know, it felt good. It felt good to sign there. And and now you're you know you're on the dotted line everything's good how does it feel how does it you know coming from a grant my experience playing football in high school was at most jv i had some varsity experience before i moved from florida to wisconsin so my experience uh, is uh very limited but you know how does it feel now to have the ability to you know you're signed you know you're going to wisconsin is is there uh, what are the emotions that go through you oh it's it's definitely a almost feels like a burden comes off your shoulders you know it's uh you know the process is over um the recruiting process the recruiting uh the journey that you have to go through and getting offers and and going on unofficial visits and and trying to figure out what's the right school for you and you know just to sign in that uh national letter of intent um you know it's just a just a relief um just know that you you have your school you know where you're gonna go um, and now it's just time to finish up your senior season, and uh, I still have track um, in the in the spring, and you know I'm looking forward to that and, and getting prepared for that. But you know, just knowing where you're going to go to school and and where you're going to uh, get that degree from is is pretty sensational. Yeah, we're here with Travian Blaylock here on Bucky's fifth quarter, class of 2018 cornerback, uh, and uh, who just signed his national letter of intent uh, on Wednesday, and with. You know the recruiting process. You know, even backing up before, you know, what made you choose Wisconsin, and, and who were the other schools? And, and I mean, I'm looking at the 24/7 Sports website right now. I see you, know, you had the offer, the big offer from Stanford. You had one from Washington State, uh, among uh, yes. Kansas State, among others. Uh, you know, Cincinnati. What? That's at least according to 24/7 Sports. Just you know, how was the recruiting yes, process? Yes, how was the recruiting process for you? And what made you ultimately choose Wisconsin? Man, it was it was really a great process. Um, you know, it was a fun experience um, being able to get all these offers and you know, kind of checking out schools. Um, but I think the main reason, uh, you know, Wisconsin is the school. I feel like it's the school for me. Um, you know, obviously my parents. Uh, my parents had a big part in it. Um, just. Uh, with uh, the the constant uh, asking, the constant uh, questioning of, you know, what about this, what about that? Um, and, uh, you know, their support through that and uh, taking me places and, and you know, having uh, unofficial visits, places and, and things like that, just kind of check out the schools. Um, but, you know, I really do want to be a, an engineer. That's what I want to major in. Um, you know, Wisconsin has a great program for that. Um, and Stanford does as well. Um, and it really came down to Wisconsin and, and Stanford really there at the end. Uh, but really what pulled it out for me, I believe, um, you know, a lot of prayer about it. Um, just trying to see where God wants me to go. Um, and I feel like also the coaching staff um, at Wisconsin, you know, Jim Leonard and 
Um, Coach Gilmore, who is uh, my recruiting, he recruits my area. Um, Coach Chris, they're just great guys. And not only do they know how to win, and they've been up there at the, the highest level, but they're also great people. And I feel like I felt welcomed and I felt wanted there. And, you know, that's a great a great feeling to have. Yeah, and uh, so where, where do they see you? Uh, obviously, you're playing cornerback. You know, where do they see you uh, in the offense and, and, and or not offense, the defense? How do you, how do they see you? You know, just within Jim Leonard's scheme and and how you perform. Um, they recruited me as a cornerback, um, so I feel like I will be playing a lot of corner. Um, but this actually this past. This past year, uh, my past senior season, uh, I played a lot of safety. Um, you know that was the need that was on the team, uh, safety. Um, and we know we had uh, we had two really good corners. We actually had three really good corners, including me, um, coming into this year. Um, and we only had about we only really had one one safety, uh, one senior safety that uh, that had played on varsity before that had some experience. Um, so you know they moved me over there, tried it out. And uh, I played well this season uh, at safety. So I feel like, you know, wherever the team needs me up there, uh, you know, I'm ready to fill in a spot wherever wherever it needs to be filled. Now, you know, you talked to, you know, your, your parents helped out a lot. Your your dad, Derek, is, you know, played for the Kansas City Chiefs, the New York Jets from 2001 to 2007. Uh, how's his influence been? Uh, on you in terms of the preparation going through this process of recruiting, but also training you because I, if I'm not mistaken, you know, it seems like he, you know, he's, he's done a lot of work with, with sports performance and, and obviously, you know, I've seen some of the videos of, of you working out too. How has he been an influence for you? Uh, he's been a, a huge in, uh, influence on me. Um, you know, him, you know, going through this process himself, um, he always tells me, uh, not quite as not quite as many offers as I have right now. But um, he ended up going to he ended up going to SFA. Um, you know, from there, you know, just training and, and working hard, and uh, you know, got drafted fifth round. Um, but you know, him going through this process, the same process that I'm going through, you know, uh, figuring out you know what's the right school for you. Um, and, you know, just the training aspect of it. Like you said, uh, he does a lot of sports performance, um, armed sports down here in Humble, uh, Humble, Texas. Um, it's his business, and, uh, you know, he trains athletes uh, at a high level and uh, produces uh, really good athletes, NFL players and, and college players, high school players. Um, and, you know, him just uh, being able to get me ready for the next level, um, not just not even just as a player but as a man. Um, you know, he's a great role model, a great father, um, you know, shows me, uh, you know, everything that you have to do to, um, be successful in this world. And, uh, you know, I appreciate him a lot. And uh, we're here with Travian Blaylock here on Bucky's fifth quarter, our early signing period podcast. I'm Jay Kokorowski and, you know, Travian too, it's, uh, I, 19 scholarship players signed, seven walk-ons and you know i've had a chance to talk with reggie pearson and bryson williams and michael fertney uh for some articles we did earlier this week but you know like this class you know i asked them about the bond it seems like in, in i know other programs can say that they have bonds with their players too but it seems like this class especially one that's been so 
uh, you know, commit. They've been a lot of them have 18 of the 19. You know, of your your peers have been, uh, you know, verbally committed since the summer. And you know, Dante Burton came on, uh, you know, this fall. But it seems like the bond with this class, you guys have gotten to know each other more. How has this bond and the relationship with these fellow, you know, your fellow future Badgers, you know, how has that taken shape? And how, you know, how strong is that bond between you guys? Oh, it's uh, it's very strong. I feel like it's stronger than uh, you know most colleges can actually say. Um, you know, we, I've seen, you know, I've been with Reggie up in Wisconsin, uh, two or three times, uh, went up there on my unofficial visit, um, last summer, uh, got to spend time with him and his family. Um, and then I, we just had an event up there. Uh, I went up there for my, uh, for my official visit. Um, and it was, uh, you know, their banquet and we spent the weekend up there and, you know, I got to spend time with a lot of the recruits up there, uh, Dante Burton included, and, and Michael Ferdinand included, and uh, Jalen Franklin, and um, AJ, AJ Abbott, a lot of people, Taj, um, Reggie, of course. And, you know, it's uh, a lot of people were up there, and, and I feel like, uh, you know, we just hit it off uh, really just immediately. Um, you know, like-minded people <laughs> seem to, to get along pretty well. <laughs> And, you know, we all have the same goal in mind, you know, uh, win games, win national championships. And I feel like um, we can achieve that up there at our time up there at Wisconsin. And, uh, Trayvon, you know, we've really enjoyed your time. By the way, uh, before that, I heard from Bryson and Reggie kind of confirmed this. Reggie Pearson's a pretty good pool player, if I'm not mistaken. Is that what I heard <laughs> when you guys were playing at the Yeah, game? yeah, Reggie's pretty good. Reggie's pretty good. Uh, he beat me a few times. Uh what I have to say to that is, uh, you know, I was off a little bit, but uh, I feel like, you know, if we played again, you know, it, it'd come down and I'd win it. I'd win it. But <laughs> he's not bad, though. <laughs> uh, and, and to finish up, anything you want to say to the Wisconsin Badger fans out there before, uh, you know, obviously you're going to be coming back up? And it sounds like, are you going to be doing track and field at Wisconsin, too? Or what are your plans for Wisconsin? Yes, sir. I plan on doing track and field up there, too. Uh, I spoke to the track coach uh, actually before I even committed. Uh, I spoke to the track coach, and he said uh, they have a big need at triple jump, and uh, you know I'm I'm ready to fill that that void that they have there, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, anything you want to say to Wisconsin Badger fans uh, before uh, heading up there in the summer? Uh, I want to say uh, I appreciate all y'all support um, on Twitter. Um, you know, even through my commitment and um, and uh, in my signing. Um, you know, a lot of support on Twitter, a lot of support on, on social media. Um, and uh, I thank y'all for that. Um, and, you know, I'm, I just want y'all to let y'all know that I'm, I'm working every day to uh, become the best player I could be for y'all's program and, and to win that national championship for y'all. Traven, it's been great having you on. Uh, best of luck uh, coming up for your for the you know your last semester of high school and uh, looking forward to seeing you and, and covering you in the Cardinal and White uh, down the road. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Guys, that's Travian Blaylock. Uh, we'll be back in just a second. Talk with Ben Wargle the rest of the way, talking about the, you know his thoughts on the rest of the class and what's ahead possibly here on Bucky's fifth quarter in the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. Ben Wargle from 24-7 Sports on Twitter at the Badger Nation, and it, you know the 
just looking at this class, and we have five early enrollees from what it sounds like. You have cornerback Dante Burton, nose guard Bryson Williams. You have Mustafa, uh, the wide receiver, uh, you know, Pearson, uh, and, and Aaron Crookshank. You know, what do you think out of those five? Is, is it more the potential of, of Burton that could, with the potential of Nick Nelson leaving, which is still murky, and him telling reporters that he hadn't even filed for, for feedback yet, uh, according to some reports by uh, Jason Galloway, uh, our friend Jason Galloway. But uh, it's also, uh, you know, where do you see potentially the early, you know, maybe the early enrollees uh, getting some time, especially Bryson Williams, who was a story in himself, you know, fighting off, uh, you know, the Nebraska with uh, Wisconsin, uh, come, you know, maintaining that. But where do you see, you know, where do you see potentially this class where they could fit in and, and make – uh, especially some of the early enrollees, you know, see some time on the field even next year. Well, yeah, I think anyone who will, will look back at in recruiting, the, the kids that enroll early have a great chance to play early or in their career than most uh, because they get a whole extra semester on campus. Uh, they get 15 practices where they can start learning the offense or the defense. They can adjust to college life, all those things that come with uh, being a student athlete, they get a jump start on. Uh, you look at this past year with, you know, Mass and Cohen. I don't think many people thought Mass and Cohen would be someone who would contribute uh, early uh, in his career, but yet he was out there in, in certain situations. Jack Cohn as well. Andrew Van Ginkle was a junior college. He came in. You know, Fan Hicks probably might have been able to special teams contributor had he not gotten hurt. So uh, the, the list is, is much longer in, in that regard. And you look at those five kids. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what will happen in the wide receiver room because you don't lose a ton uh, from wide receiver. I mean, you lose two seniors, but two seniors that were really ir- irrelevant for the better part of the season in, in George Rushy and Jazz Peavy. So the same cast of characters returns. I'll be interested to see how Aaron Crookshank, where he'll be utilized by this staff. We believe it's going to be wide receiver, but he was listed as an athlete on National Signing Day, and he will take some time in my opinion, to develop as a wide receiver after being a quarterback in high school. But his upside and the physical talent that he has makes him worth the wait. And, you know, he worked at at wide receiver during the camp circuit in the spring, and he showed improvement in route running. But he's just – he's dynamic with the ball in his hands. So I'll be interested to see what Wisconsin is going to kind of project for him moving forward. Taj Mustafa, same thing uh, in terms of how will he fit in in that room. I I will be interested to see – with this secondary, first off, what the secondary looks like at the start of spring practices, because there's going to be no Natrell Jamerson, there's going to be no Derek Tyndall, Nick Nelson may or may not be there, Joe Ferguson will be gone, uh, you're going to have Patrick Johnson coming off injury, there's going to be a lot of youth in that room, how will Dante Burton at cornerback, and how will Reggie Pearson at safety, he can play either safety spot, how will they do competing for playing time? Where will they put themselves in position after that 15th practice, that spring game? Uh, I think both of them, especially Reggie Pearson, has a, have a great chance to make an impact early in the two deep. Uh, Bryson Williams, in my opinion, will be the number two nose tackle uh, for the upcoming season if he stays healthy. That's always the big if. Uh, that's why his commitment uh, was so critical for Wisconsin, because they needed that true nose tackle, that true defensive tackle in this class to kind of study under Olive Sotongapulu for a year, because Olive is going to graduate after 2018. And, you know, Bryson was squeezed out by some programs because college staffs thought he wasn't that big or physical enough at 290 pounds 
to play nose, or he wasn't tall enough to transition to defensive end. I believe he's just listed in that 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", range. But the programs that saw through that, like Anoki Brechtfield saw three sport athletes. He's got a great first step. He's got good agility. And he's very athletic for his size. He runs a 4.85 40-yard dash for being 290. And he's strong. You know, he squats over 500 pounds. He benches over 350. You know, 195 tackles in his career. He had 77 this past year. Uh, don't be surprised if Bryson Williams is right in the middle, right in the thick of things in that defensive line, what's going to be a remade defensive line uh, starting in spring. And we're with Ben Wargle from 24-7 Sports on Twitter at the Badger Nation. And, you know, I, I the one thing, too, uh, you know, and maybe going back to what you had mentioned earlier about Ben Bryant, did that situation hurt Wisconsin at all? It didn't seem like it has, and, and you obviously have more insider information with talking more to more recruits uh, than, than really anybody. What do you has, – has that situation hurt Wisconsin at all or, or, or how that situation developed? I think because it happened so early on, Jake, that a lot of these kids that were com- that are committed and signed with this class now weren't really involved with, with uh, Ben Bryant. They really didn't know him. They really didn't hadn't built that relationship with him. I think Ben Bryant was the, s- the second or third commit for Wisconsin, uh, the other being uh, Reggie Pearson. The other, uh, and the other one was Trent Ingalls from Menasha, who uh, decommitted in August. Uh, well, news kind of leaked out that he – didn't really want to play college football anymore. He just wanted to go and be a student. I believe he's going to UW Oshkosh. So th- there wasn't that big connection there with anybody. Uh, the deep commitment happened after Chase Wolf had committed. And Chase Wolf, athletic quarterback, and we can get into him in a little bit too. So, you know, it didn't bother Chase Wolf that there was another quarterback committed. I think where it did hurt Wisconsin was in the recruitment of Jack Tuttle who West Coast kid, but really liked Wisconsin, had a really strong relationship with Cade Green, who uh, in, I believe Cade, no, Cade did not enroll early this past year. Uh, he was injured this past year, hurt, hurt his foot, uh, and, was, and had to take a red shirt. Uh, those two had a strong connection. Jack visited here a couple times, really loved the campus, and but he wanted to go somewhere where he was going to be the only quarterback in the class, and rightfully so. Uh, he wanted to, to be the guy in the class. And Wisconsin took Ben Bryant very early on when there wasn't a ton of fanfare around Ben Bryant. Uh, and, and the insider information here is, to be honest, it's very small because the coaches really haven't talked about this uh, because he's been because uh, Ben Bryant was unsigned uh, there hasn't been any national signing day press conference uh, and, and there won't be so Ben Bryant's name hasn't come up with any of the coaching staff uh, it's just it was very curious how it all kind of unfolded I think it might have hurt Wisconsin in that regard so kind of as the careers unfold of Jack Tuttle and Chase Wolf that will be your comparison. Uh, Wisconsin could have probably had Jack Tuttle had they not had Ben Bryant, but because they had Ben Bryant, they ended up with Chase Wolf, who I think is a very good quarterback, uh, good arm strength. He's not elite arm strength at this point, played against good competition, but you know Jack Tuttle was a slam dunk four-star prospect. And it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of how you know their careers were unfold. Yeah, and uh, you know, th- let's talk about Chase Wolf then and seeing what he's. Uh, you know, now the lone quarterback from this class. Uh, what do you see out of his game, uh, and and how do you see him progressing? And I mean, he comes from Cincinnati area. 
uh, from uh, St. Xavier, uh, you know, backed up a Penn State, you know, Penn State commit, if I'm not mistaken, last yep. year and took over when he was injured uh, and led him to the state championship. And this year, uh, pretty good marks, uh, pretty good statistics, uh, and now heading to Madison. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of funny. Chase Wolf from Cincinnati comes to Wisconsin. Ben Bryan, who committed to Wisconsin, then decommitted because the staff pulled his offer, is now going to Cincinnati. So you can see the the six degrees of Kevin Bacon <laughs> in full play. Uh, you know, Chase Wolf, yeah, twenty five hundred passing yards this past year, twenty seven touchdowns. Also ran for four touchdowns, but don't don't mistake him for a a, a running quarterback. Uh, you know, but he's very athletic. Can escape pressure and make throws on the run. You know, does a good job of creating uh, at the high school level. Uh, was the Greater Catholic League South Player of the Year, District Offensive Player of the Year this past season. Uh, can make throws into tight, uh, tough spots, tight spots. Knows when to uh, put touch on the ball. Knows when to really, you know, fire uh, a, a solid rifle, uh, a solid spiral at a receiver. Uh, again, n- not a big guy, uh, which hasn't always been an issue at Wisconsin with some of the quarterbacks they've recruited, but you know, good intangibles like his accuracy, like his athleticism. He's you know, like I said before, he has played against some good high school competition. Uh, I, I think this is a good quarterback for Wisconsin, probably someone that's not going to be in the mix for 2018. So stifle those questions. Now I uh, can't see him factory into the quarterback race per se, because uh, he's going to he's not going to roll early. Uh, you know that was one of the reasons Jack Cohn beat out Curry Lyles this past year is because Jack Cohn enrolled early. Chase Wolf is going to play high school basketball, and then he'll come in the summer, and then probably will need a red shirt. But you know, it'll be interesting to see. This is going to be a very interesting quarterback room for the next couple of years because entering 2018, you're going to have Curry Lyles. And Jack Cohn will be sophomores. Danny Vandenboom will be a redshirt freshman. Chase Wolf will be a true freshman down the road. If he stays committed, it will be Graham Mertz, who just is tearing it up in Kansas uh, this past year. Uh, just got offered from Michigan. Uh, it's going to be a very young quarterback room behind Alex Hornibrook, and not all those guys are going to play at Wisconsin. So it's going to be very fierce. It'll be very interesting to watch that develop. Yeah, and Ben, is there any uh, position, you know, with- We've touted the, who could step up or and whatnot. Is there any position that you felt that they may have missed? I mean, you talked about Tuttle possibly at, at quarterback. Uh, if they maybe would have held on longer before the Bryant uh, decommit, you know, the commission, um, verbal commitment, uh, and how that all then went downhill uh, after that. But is there any other? I mean, is there another a position that maybe they missed on? I, I feel like they've done a good job addressing. You said wide receiver, defensive back. Uh, and then also running back with Akia Watson, which we, have, we haven't necessarily talked about yet in detail. But, you know, he seems, you know, he's played up at, at a big level down in Westlake High School in, in Austin, Texas. Uh, but it, it seems like they've hit a lot of needs uh, and going forward. But do you feel like they missed, you know, are there any positions that may, they may have missed out on? It's hard to say Wisconsin missed on anybody when they had the majority of their class done right. by by July. So they, they really targeted the kids that they wanted early on, and they got those kids to commit. Now, you mentioned Jack Tuttle. We talked about that. You know, I, I don't think Nakia Watson was necessarily their top running back on the board, but I would say that once they started to scout him and look at him, he certainly was up there. 
So I wouldn't really say Wisconsin missed on any tailback, and they really hit every position. You took a quarterback and a running back in this class. You want to do that every year. Uh, they certainly add some more depth at wide receiver with, with those four prospects. You know, tight end, uh, Jalen Franklin and Cormac Sampson. It'll be interesting to watch those two and how they develop because they didn't play tight end this past year, and tight end's really not their natural position. But, you know, certainly you look at, uh, you know, they had Jeremy Ruckert, uh, on campus, the number one tight end in the country. I think he signed with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, George uh, Takas uh, from Florida, they had him on campus. They really liked him, but he signed with Notre Dame. Those are going to be hard pulls anyways, so I, it's hard for me to say that Wisconsin missed on those two guys. Uh, the Badgers only wanted one offensive lineman in this class, uh, two if it was a really special player. Uh, I know they looked at Jack Carmen a little bit, and maybe that they escaped from that circus uh, that he that Carmen ended up picking Clemson at the eleventh hour. Uh, but you know, Michael Ferdy, they really liked Michael Ferdy. They had him on campus. I think they had him in camp. They saw him quite a bit, so they were very comfortable with that. You know, the, maybe defensive end, you can say they missed on uh, just because uh, when I think elite defensive ends, uh, I, I really don't see. Uh, Boyd Dietzen and Isaiah Mullins. I see very good and productive defensive ends, but I don't see that that real game changer like uh, an O'Brien Schofield, like an Alec James, like a J.J. Watt. Uh, I know tough comparisons, but I, I don't see that really. But I really don't see a defensive end that Wisconsin totally totally whiffed on. Um, you know, they were solid outside linebacker. I think you know both Getz and. Uh, and Plyer will be good players. I really like Jack Sanborn, the highest-rated prospect in this class, four-star kid from Lake Zurich, Illinois. I think he'll fit in really well with that room, and I think they did tremendous with, with the secondaries. I, I, I think that this four-DB class, uh, a kind of a tinkering with writing a piece on these four, uh, they're really solid, strong, quick, competent athletes. And really the only position they didn't address uh, was uh, the second uh, was special teams, and that's something they're going to do this next year, uh, trying to find who Rafael Gaglianoi's replacement is going to be. But you know, other than that, this it was just a very strong, solid class put together by this staff, and they did very early on. Yeah, and and Ben, just a couple more questions before we let you go. Why, you know, we can't be uh, we can't forget the walk-ons, and they did sign seven with the national letter intent. What can you tell? Yeah, you know, and obviously there are some times to develop, and but you've seen how much this tradition means to Wisconsin and its program and its success. Uh, wh- who do you see, area? What do you like out of this class of walk-ons uh, for the 2018 class? I really like Marty Stray uh, from Sun Prairie. Uh, I, I've seen him play a number of times uh, due to just the proximity of his school to my house, and uh, <laughs> very. Very solid, aggressive athlete uh, was a key piece of that of that defense that led them all the way to the Division One state championship game where they lost to Kimberly. Uh, I think that he has a nose for the football. Very intelligent person, very well spoken, uh, great characteristics. I think he could really develop into a, a nice leader for this team. You know, Brady Shipper uh, from Stoughton. Uh, very solid runner, strong runner. They'll start him at tailback, but he can certainly move to a different uh, position. Nate Carter from Wanakee uh, was quarterback this past year for them, but you know the staff could develop him into tight end as well. And I think that's what you want out of, out of your walk-ons. You want good, well-rounded athletes that aren't pigeonholed into one spot, that you could potentially see them developing into this or developing into that. Uh, because you know Barry Alvarez, you know said it best. You know he uses the walk-ons as the erasers 
of the program. Uh, if you have a miss with your with a scholarship player, you need a walk-on to step in and fill the void. And that's why I think Wisconsin's been so successful. They've targeted the right kind of athletes uh, to be those erasers uh, when they miss in recruiting. And last question before we let you go. With this class, I mean, the actual National Signing Day is still technically, you know, February 7th, that first Wednesday of February for 2018. Who else uh, they had, uh, would Wisconsin possibly still be looking at? I know that they had, you know, offered, you know, a Juco linebacker, linebacker uh, Will Honus, who then signed with Nebraska, I think it was yesterday or the day before, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but who else could this could be added on? And is there any more spots? Or are there any more spots? Uh, well, I think it, it'll depend too on what happens uh, over the next several weeks with, uh, with with prospects that are debating about their NFL future, about a Nick Nelson, about a, a T.J. Edwards, about a Michael Dieter, about a Bo Benchwall. Um, you know, it'd be, it'd be if all four of those guys stay, that would be a, a huge win for Wisconsin, and that will probably tighten up your your scholarship uh, allotment. Uh, I'm under the impression that Wisconsin's operating with one scholarship left. Uh, certainly, you know, Will Honus, that offer was very interesting because of the timing of it. It happened on the first day of the dead period, 48 hours prior to uh, the actual start of the sign period. Uh, Wisconsin, you know, tried to get in the mix there as best they could, but you know, really couldn't with how limited they were contact-wise. Uh, they have offered John Jackson, a wide receiver from California, uh, uh, he's going to take an official visit uh, to Madison the weekend of January 19th. Uh, there's you know, strong belief that Jackson is willing to leave the West Coast uh, and turn down offers from Oregon, UCLA, and USC. I mean, because the only two visits he has lined up right now are to Illinois and Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin really likes Jarius Brents, a cornerback out of Louisville. Brents has been up to Wisconsin before. He's spoken glowingly about uh, what this university is all about. But the one thing is that his test scores might not be up to snuff to get into Wisconsin. So that's something that the staff is monitoring. Uh, but, yeah, and there's a couple uh, players here and there. You know, Ronnie uh, uh, Audit, an offensive tackle from Elk River, Minnesota, is, is someone that the staff has been looking at. Uh, could be a nose, a nose guard in the 3-4 defense. He decommitted from North Dakota State right before the national sign period and did not sign. A couple of kids that maybe would be in that preferred walk-on range. So uh, Wisconsin has the ability now to be very selective uh, of who they want to give that last scholarship to or not give it at all and and wait uh, to see what comes up in 2019. Ben, as always, it's great talking to you, my friend. Please enjoy your Christmas and, and safe travels uh, where you're heading. And uh, thanks again so much for your time. Hey, my pleasure, Jake. Happy holidays to you, too.